couple of years ago, I was having lunch with a friend who I had worked closely with in many artistic capacities throughout my career. He was the first person outside of my family that I came out to as a coach. When I proudly announced that I had completed my training and was now practicing as a certified life coach, he was unfazed. It was as if I had asked him to pass me the salt. He simply looked back at me and said, you mean you get paid for what you've been doing your whole life? <laughs> I made a substantial commitment to my coach training. I dedicated 18 months and over 300 training hours at the most comprehensive ICF accredited coach training program available. I was the only professional artist amidst a cohort of highly successful professionals that included physicians and CEOs. And I tried my very best not to let people know for fear they'd define me that way as I inevitably was in this kind of company. The artist, you know, the life, the party, a novelty, an anomaly, a maverick. You get the idea. So on the third day of training, the word got out and when asked by the lead trainer to lead the class in a midday dance break, I reluctantly accepted the invitation. Later that day, someone said to me, I bet that was the best part of your weekend. And I looked back at them squarely and I said, actually, I bet it was yours. I immersed myself in the training, the study and the practice of coaching. I built up and stretched the muscles that I already had and started to recognize those that had grown strong by keeping me in one place. I started to think about my life as an artist and wondered, when, when did I stop swimming and become a water treader? It was hard to discern. Effortless and comfortable, it didn't feel like I was working hard to stay afloat. In fact, my treading felt more like stopping to admire the sunset or <laughs> to smell the proverbial roses. It almost felt like mindfulness. And I was proud of my ability to recognize and enjoy where I was at the moment. It's one of my gifts. The American Red Cross includes treading water for one minute as part of their water competency skills and says that it takes quite a lot of energy to tread water for any length of time. And I had stayed in the same headspace for quite a long time, and anyone who knew me would certainly say I had a great deal of energy. The danger, though, was that I didn't see what psychologist Susan David in her book Emotional Agility calls being too competent. She says, when we get too good at something, we can quickly find ourselves lulled back into autopilot mode, reinforcing not just rigid behavior, but also disengagement, lack of growth, and boredom. In short, we fail to thrive. Before I became a coach, I had forged a successful career in the performing arts and loved what I did. It wasn't other people that defined me that way. It was how I defined myself. I had created that narrative, and it was how I became so good at treading water. My impulse to keep my coach training separate and my reluctance to come out as a coach in my artistic community was a limiting belief that I couldn't be both, that they were mutually exclusive. I believed that any change of direction would indicate a change of heart, a departure from who I had always been. I am happy to report that not only is it possible to do both, it is imperative. Each has enriched and supported the other. They integrate seamlessly and are indeed both part of who I am. Those water treading muscles still come in handy sometimes, but I use them deliberately, not by default. Oh, and my friend from lunch that day, he was right. I have always been a coach, just as I have always been an artist.
I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. And remember to live in the moment.